from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief, Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. For those of us in Georgia, it's also election day. I feel like since 2020, I've had more election days than one could ever want or fathom anywhere. But nonetheless, it's that day. Welcome to this morning's show. We've got a packed show for y'all this morning. A lot of kind of good news prevail. Not a lot of vulnerabilities yet this week. It's it's, it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, we, We are seeing a lot of aftermath, a lot of the hype and talks around the chat GPT, which we did a whole show on yesterday. You guys can definitely go and check it out. Um, we're going to get into this morning's show here in just a moment. But before we do, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Find us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Look up the CyberHub Podcast. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating if you're watching us live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and I'm forgetting one more. Reddit and, ever, and, and YouTube and everywhere else. Please make sure to subscribe, like, share, comment, um, and uh, be part of our awesome and growing community. Uh, without further ado, my morning double espresso um it's really my favorite thing (laughs) coffee cup cheers y'all okay some of the stories we've got for y'all today stuff i'm really looking at some of it is 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 really geopolitical in nature and i'll say that now and i'll preface with it but geopolitics has a lot to do with vulnerability and tool development and, and that's really important for for us to understand one yesterday we talked about uh the google chrome patch CISA was has now issued an order for federal agencies to patch Chrome by December 26th. Uh, the security advisory, which was published right before the weekend, said uh, it's aware of reports of an exploit for CVE 2022-4262, which exists in the wild. The ninth Chrome zero-day exploited in the wild that was patched uh, is now, the unpatched versions are now being taken advantage of federal agencies Federal agencies, I'm sorry, have been ordered to patch within the next three weeks by CISA. And if CISA is letting federal agencies uh, patch this, we probably should be doing the same. And again, patching browsers could could really be easier depends on your infrastructure. But you definitely want to make sure that your vulnerability management team has this almost automated. And this can be automated uh, as much as humanly possible. In a Good kind of news story. Four have been indicted after hacking U.S. businesses and filing false tax returns. The four men, which were based in the U.K. and Sweden, have been indicted on several charges related to an alleged effort to hack into computers of several U.S. businesses and file fraudulent tax return based on stolen PII. Three of the men, Akunala Taylor, uh, Oliami Adafin, and Olakunle Uyabanja, uh, were arrested uh, on November 30th in London. The fourth man, Kazim Uliranju Ransui, was arrested in Malamu, uh, Sweden on December 1st. Those indictments were unsealed yesterday. All four men are now facing extradition proceedings in their respective countries, and if convicted, could face up to 20 years in federal prison. Uh, U.S. Attorney uh, Roger Hanberg accused the four of being involved in an elaborate scheme in which Taylor and Ransui hacked into the computer service of several American businesses installed PII of U.S. residents. The two then used that information to allegedly file tax returns in order to get tax refunds from the IRS. 
Adafin and Uyabanju allegedly found a way to turn the tax returns into prepaid debit cards or transfer the funds to their bank accounts. A share of the funds were then sent to Taylor and uh, Ransiwi, according to the indictment. The four are being charged with wire fraud, filing false claims, theft of public money or property, and aggravated identity theft. Why is this case important? It kind of goes into the whole, you never know what's been compromised and what it's being compromised for until you kind of see the after effect. And sometimes we don't see it right then and there. But here in this case, they were essentially using employee or customer PII and then faking tax returns. And those people may have not even been aware of it um, and, and, and gone into a loop where they could have been filing their own taxes only to be potentially denied. Or if the government paid on tax returns twice, it just shows you how broken the government system is in this scenario and why we definitely, uh, uh, this story is, is kind of a wake-up call into what can be done with data. Microsoft is warning of Russian cyber attacks throughout the winter. According to Microsoft, Russian-sponsored cyber attacks continue to target Ukrainian infrastructure and NATO allies in Europe throughout the winter. The report, which was published over the weekend, said it observed a pattern of targeted attacks on infrastructure in the Ukraine by the uh, Russian military intelligence threat group Sandworm in association with middle strikes. The attacks have been accompanied by a propaganda campaign as well. These attacks are expected to continue and could extend beyond Ukraine's border to target countries and companies providing the country with vital supplies. Microsoft says that Europe should be prepared for several lines of potential Russian attacks in the digital domain over the course of the winter. The recent trends should suggest that the world should be prepared for several lines of uh, attacks in the digital domain. Uh, Russia will seek to exploit cracks in popular support for Ukraine to undermine coalition essential for Ukraine's resilience. Uh, we should be prepared for cyber-enabled influence operations to target Europe to be conducted in parallel with cyber threat activity. And this is according to the folks over at um, Microsoft. Again, yesterday we talked about the wiper ransomware that's being used both by the Ukrainians on the Russians and by the Russians on the Ukrainians. Um, and Russia is bound to continue the influence campaign of sorts uh, um, in, in order to uh, get kind of public support off of Ukraine. And we'll probably see more of that in the coming weeks and months. Amnesty International in Canada says it was hacked by Beijing. The Canadian branch, uh, the branch of Amnesty International said on Monday it was a target of a cyber attack sponsored by China. The human rights organization said it, it first detected the breach October 5th and hired a forensic investigators and cybersecurity experts to investigate. The uh, Ketty uh, Nivibondi, the secretary general of Amnesty International in Canada, said that the searches in their systems were specific, were especially were and solely related to China and Hong Kong as well as a few prominent Chinese activists. The hack left the organization offline for nearly three weeks. SecureWork said there was no attempt to monetize the access, and a threat group sponsored or tasked by the Chinese state was likely behind the attack because of the nature of the searches they did. The level of, sorry, the level of sophistication and the use of specific tools that are distinctive of China-sponsored actors. Uh, as an organization advocating for human rights, obviously this has a significant uh, uh, kind of, I don't want to say blowback, but China has been dealing with a lot of dissent, obviously with the uh, uh, anti-COVID lockdown policies in China and people out in the streets um, and really in the masses. 
Um, this is another way where they're essentially trying to spy. And, and there are reports that China have established police stations uh, across the West uh, to target and, and monitor um, expats um, living in, in these countries. This is no surprise. This is part of the Chinese MO. And finally, Chinese-linked hackers have stolen millions in COVID-19 benefit relief, according to the Secret Service. Hackers from a cyber criminal group linked to the Chinese government store at least $20 million from the U.S. in COVID-19 relief benefits, the first known instance of foreign state-sponsored actors tied to the pandemic fraud, according to the report. The official said that the Chengdu-based cyber threat group APT41 was a notable player in the hundreds in, in its hundreds of open investigations probing pandemic fraud from both transnational and domestic players. Uh, APT41 is a Chinese state-sponsored cyber threat group that's highly adept at conducting espionage missions and financial crimes for personal gain. Since the rollout of the pandemic relief money in 2020, billions have been stolen across uh, from fraudulent actors across the U.S. and in other parts of the world through either the PPP program, the Paycheck Protection Program, or unemployment insurance. The Secret Service said in August that it recovered $286 million in stolen pandemic relief money. Some of it included funds stolen by APT41, a group that's emerged about a decade ago and often collects data on Americans on behalf of the Chinese government. The APT41 scheme spanned 2,000 accounts associated with more than 40,000 financial transactions. Um, Experts told NBC that the cyber group obtained access to a backdoor state government software that could still be inside the government. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.